is I'd, I'd like you to um, uh, look with me at why the angels uh, proclaimed the birth of Christ. In other words, we're, we're really looking here at the reason for Christmas and the sp- spiritual significance of who Christ was. Now, we have to admit, of course, immediately that none, none of us, or at least certainly not me, uh, were, our births were not declared by uh, angels or monkeys or anything else. I mean, nobody came along and said, oh, my goodness, and then there was this great, great report. But the angels of heaven re- declared that Christ was born, and Christmas became a reality, the very first Christmas. We we're getting ready to celebrate, and it goes by so quickly next week, uh, all the events uh, you're getting ready for the the banquet. We're getting ready for uh, for Christmas for Christ giving, and we'll talk to you m- uh, more about that. And folks are uh, there's all kinds of Christmas things that folks are giving to, and we're very excited. Someone came in this morning and was excited about folks at work. We we have certain things that we donate to as a church, and then they have friends at work. They come along and say, well, we, we want to donate to that. And so they give a, they give a, a, a number of things. So they, we were going to have two gifts for the nursing home, but instead we have like six or seven because friends at work said, well, let, let me give as well. And, you know, that's the wonderful thing about this time of year. It's, it's a time of giving, and it's a time. Listen, folks, it's a time to be thankful for what God has done. If ever there was a time, I know Easter and Calvary, I I tell you what, everything about Jesus is awesome. But Christmas is the most wonderful time. It's wonderful. It's truly wonderful. Because, and so we're going to talk about who Jesus was. Now, I brought these two books because I I recently, uh, I'm, I'm publishing with this company. And I say I am. My work on the history of the church that I just talked about is being published by uh, this company. It's called Whitfenstock, and they have several imprints. One is called Pickwick, and Pickwick looks like this. They're usually not hardback. They're usually, uh, so they're usually $18, $19, $20, something like that. Well, these two gentlemen are very, they're famous teachers in European colleges, all right? In other words, European uh, theologians, we, we would say. This, and I'll show them to you in a minute. Uh, I could wave them around, but that wouldn't help you. It, does that help you if I do that? Um, and then, of course, there's this one. And uh, I want to talk to you about some things that these men are saying, very, very interesting, because I've been saying for years that people that think that Jesus is just part of the Godhead have got a whole lot of questions they've got to answer. And, and how many knows that Jesus is more than just part of the Godhead? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the very first thing that convinced me that Jesus was not just part of the Godhead. Now, it's better to believe he's part of the Godhead and divine than to believe that he's nothing. And we're living in a very, uh, a very troubled generation. Now, folks, listen to me. I know I keep saying it, uh, but we're living in a very troubled generation when people are turning to every kind of a thing and, and getting their spiritual experience from, from all kinds of things, even, uh, even things that are very dark and very, uh, and 
and very dangerous because that's that's the kind of day that we live in. And so they're, we're seeing young people pulled away and they think there are no repercussions. And let me tell you what's about to happen. Jesus is getting ready to come again. How many believes that Jesus was born in Bethlehem? Anybody believe that? All right, look at that. All, about everybody here. I didn't even have to look. Everybody here. You know what? Uh, the America. I, I, here's the thing. I, I was listening yesterday somewhere traveling, and, and I don't know what, something on the radio. I have no idea what station it was. And they were talking about the stores that refused to say Merry Christmas. The stores, there was, they listed them. They read them. It was, and I can't remember their names. I'm not, it's, this is not an anti-store deal. And so they read, uh, oh, I would say they read maybe eight or nine. Uh, I can't remember any of the stores that were on there. Names uh, that were familiar, but, but I didn't say, ah, I'm going to put that down and, and I'm going to really be hard on those stores. Um, they are not going to allow... Now, just think of a generation where you cannot say Merry Christmas. Think of it. Just think of it. Now, then they read a list of all the stores who are going to say Merry Christmas. And it was like 30 or 40 of the most well-known stores in the world. I mean, it seemed to me like every store that they mentioned was, and I don't want to start one because, uh, but if you think of a store, it's on that list. I'm just telling you right now. They are, it's like suddenly, this is what I call the backlash about a year or so ago. Oh, nobody can say Merry. They were even telling Christians, telling us we couldn't say Merry Christmas. I said, you watch. They said, you can't say Merry Christmas. You just watch. I'm, I'm getting ready to do it. Come on. I mean, you'd think the whole world was going to blow up if I said Merry Christmas. But that's the kind of generation that we're living in. That's the kind of day. Now, here we are celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating it. The the economy depends on it. Listen, they're going to judge the economy based on how well the sales do during December. You watch. Every indicator in America is going to judge how the economy, and things are looking, there's some indicators looking, oh, thank God, and how many are praying for America? How many are praying for our leaders? You better be. We need to be praying for those that, that are our leaders and, and ask God for mercy. I pray every day, Lord, I, am, I pray for these people who are suffering and there are lives, people that don't know where they're going to turn. It's a very, very difficult day that we live in. The last thing we need to be doing is, is worrying about whether you say Merry Christmas or not. But that's the kind of day that we live in. And here we are. The entire economy is based on making sales at Christmas, but we can't say Merry Christmas. And an entire generation of people who know that Jesus came and lived, but that's been a long time ago. What's critical today is, are you ready for him to come back again? That's what's critical. Are you ready for him to come back again? Is your family ready for the Lord to return? And if not, 
Do you have a plan? Are you, are you praying? Anybody here praying that God will answer prayer? I, I feel, oh, I feel. You know, you say, well, Brother Finch, you've been sick for two weeks. You were in Europe, and you're, you're on so much medication, you don't even know uh, hardly what you're saying. Well, that's not true. I have not been on medication for 24 hours. I am completely drug-free. I could take a test right now and I would pass it because I am drug free. But I am excited. I have to admit that. I'm extremely excited about, about the holidays and about the things of God. Because listen, I know the devil is a liar. And he's marching about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. But he's not getting his grimy hands on this church. Because we are trusting God. We are believing God. Praise God. All right, so uh, the first question we have to ask is who, who is who is this baby that's born in Bethlehem? Now, many folks like uh, Dr. McCready, he's going to argue that Jesus is another God, another person of God, that there was God, and then Jesus comes along, and he's the, that the Son of God is another God, another person of God. As though we didn't know about him suddenly. And of course, the first thing I say when they say that to me is, well, who was his mother and who's his uncle? I mean, if you're going to suggest that the son of God means that you've got multiple gods out there, then that's certainly not biblical. Because they asked Jesus, well, who are you? And they said, if you would just show us the father, we'd be, we'd be perfectly happy. Just show us, show us the Father. And Jesus said, have, have I been so long time with you, Philip, and yet have you not known me? So Jesus revealed his identity that the Son of God was the man Christ Jesus that was born in Bethlehem, and the invisible deity is the divine Father. So there's not multiple gods. There's just one God who has revealed himself in human flesh. In other words, God came down into our world and brought us redemption and hope. That's why we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost and the, and the wonders of the Spirit of God. Now, let's... Um, let's Let's look at a couple scriptures here in the Christmas story. The first one I'm going to, uh, I'm going to read from Matthew here, and we're we're looking at verse uh, 22. Brother French, are you? I'm going to have to. <coughs> could you read? Can you see that, or is that not? You want to read that for me, verse 22 and. All right, so we've purposely begun the Christmas story with this with this part of it. Now, of course, the angels proclaiming it and and all of that um, <clears throat> that this is the Son of God. And how many knows that you can be a father and a son at the same time? How many knows that's possible? Because you're you're looking at one. I'm a son, and I'm a father, and in fact, I, you, there are lots of 
uh, roles that can be played. But when God became a man, then they, the angels declared uh, all this was done, that it would be fulfilled. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name, what is it? Emmanuel. Now, a moment ago, we were looking at the Hebrew word Emmanuel. We'll just do it for fun. And it's right here, of course. And Hebrew's read this way. Iman, that's the in sound. Amandu, all right? So actually, we have two words in the word L. Does anyone know what the, I mean, I know you do, but let's just, just have fun with it. What is the word L in Hebrew? El Shaddai. God Almighty. So obviously L is the Hebrew word for God. And so when you say Emmanuel, you are saying God is with us. Praise God. So no wonder the angels are getting all excited. The angels are getting out there on the on the balcony of heaven and reminding the entire world and announcing to the entire world that God has come into our midst. Now, how many are glad that God came into our world? Praise God. Oh, that's why we sing. Someone told me one time, you know, Brother Fitch, you guys are always singing about, uh, about Jesus. It's Jesus this and Jesus that. And I said, one, one guy even told me, you're, you're just Jesus only. That's what he said to me. I said, that, that's crazy. What do you mean I'm Jesus only? He said, well, you're just everything's Jesus and, and the Father is Jesus and, and, and all this about Jesus is the name above every name. And I said, well, I'm not Jesus only. I'm Jesus everything, but I'm not Jesus only. I mean, that'd be crazy because how many are thankful that, that he's God in the Father and he's God in the Son and he's God in the Holy Ghost? Not, not one God in the Holy Ghost and another God is the Father, but one God is the Father and one God is the Son. Praise God, praise God. Oh, you know what? I tell you right now, I don't even have to have a voice. There is so much uh, sweet, uh, sweet presence of the Lord here in this, in this morning Bible lesson because what we're talking about is who Jesus is. And, and what, a, what an awesome and, and marvelous thing it is to have the Emmanuel, the Emmanuel, to be uh, with us. So the virgin brings forth a son, and they call his name Emmanuel. Now, let's look at a couple more scriptures here. Now, here's uh, McCurry's book. I was reading, thinking, because uh, he was telling me... Uh, repeatedly that um, that there has to be more than one God, one person of God. There has to be because Jesus prayed. And so if Jesus prayed, then that means that's one God. And then there's the Father, that's another God. And so that's the way he's arguing. Is everybody following me? I know I'm a little I'm a little deep here. Come on. I'm a little deep. All right. Can you see my hand moving here? All right. Good. That means you're awake. Um so I've I've always thought it amazing that people would suggest 
that there must have been, see the book there? That's the book I just held up. That's Gather Cole's new book in which he says those oneness people that are growing all over the world and they're claiming Jesus is the one God, that's not possible. There has to be more than one. That's what he's saying. And I said, why is that impossible? Why is it impossible that the invisible God decided to become visible? Why is that impossible? Well, and his answer is, you can't be your own father. That was his answer. That the, there's a father and a son. I said, yes, but the son is human. The father is divine. You don't have a, uh, you don't have a divine son as though you've got multiple gods sitting next to each other and one God's talking to another God. There's no such thing as that. Oh, yes, he said there is. I said, well, then you have a huge problem. Because the entire Old Testament says, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. So if he's not one, and I told him, I said, now here's what you're going to end up with if you're not careful. You're going to end up with God saying, well, I said that, that I'm one, but... I'm really, so I asked him, I said, well, where, uh, if there is another person, if you're telling me that the son is another divine person, and watch me, everybody with me? Is everybody awake? I can hear some of you. I can read your minds. It's amazing. I can hear your voice. No, I'm just kidding. I can't read your minds, but I was going to pretend I could. People are saying, oh, this is heavy, Brother French. That's Sunday morning. I thought this was a Christmas lesson. That's, I could read your mind. I could just read it. So I said, here's, here's going to be an enormous problem for you. And that's going to be that you're going to have to answer the question. If there was another divine person of God all those years, thousands of years, Moses and Abraham and they served one God, and God said, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and so forth. All the, all the scriptures, over and over and over, they put it on their forehead, and they believed it, and they loved it, and they preached it, and they stood by it. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're telling us that there really was another person of God back there, another God or another Son, or whatever you, whatever term you want. I don't care what term you use. If you end up with two persons back there that are God, where in the world was that person? All those thousands of years. And he said, he was hiding. That's what he said. He's hiding like this. And, and this, is, this is here. No, wrong book. <coughs> Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to wave it one more time. All right. He said he's hiding like this. So you, 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 there's God, and Moses says, who are you? And he said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. See? But there's really, of course, he wants to say there's really more than two. And so that there's actually divine persons of God. I said, but before you will ever con." before you will ever convince me 
that there are multiple divine gods somewhere. I don't care how religious you are. You're going to have to explain to me why it was necessary. I mean, just think, did any, would you have a son and have to hide him for 4,000 years? Would, the French family's over here weighing that question out. If, if you had a son, would you? <laughs> no, no, of course not. You do have a son. But you wouldn't hide. Besides, so one, of, one professor said to me, well, it wasn't, here's, now listen to me. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. He said, Talmadge, don't you understand that the, the, the other person of God had to hide all those years because the Jewish people couldn't handle it? I said, what was wrong with them? He said, well, there anything wrong with them? But they couldn't handle it. He said, it would have just messed them up. I said, now, let me ask you a question then. Was God lying to the Jews? Or was he fooling them? Or was he speaking a truth but knew it wasn't exactly right and someday he would fix it later? I said, see, there's your problem. First of all, now listen, listen. First of all, there is no way that God would ever tell Moses You see, when those angels came, they weren't saying, oh, here's a whole new God. They were saying, this is God. The angels are singing and rejoicing. No fooling around, no pretending. No, the God that we think of as the Father, of the God of heaven, invisible, no one ever seen him. In fact, John makes it very clear, no man... Verse one, or verse eighteen of chapter one: No man has seen God at any time. And so one guy nudged me and said, "What, what about Moses? Moses, like that? Like Moses saw the?" I said, "Do you think Moses saw the invisible God himself?" It says right here, John clearly tells us, no man has seen God, but the only begotten Son that's in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. He's made him known to us. Oh, hallelujah. That's what the angels were declaring. Now, that didn't satisfy the, uh, the elder here. He said, well, uh, there's, there's another, another problem. And that is that you've got, you've got to maintain uh, two separate persons because Jesus prayed to the Father. I said, no, why, why would you have to do that? Uh, well, because then you would have someone praying to himself. He was worried that Jesus uh, would have been praying to himself, so he has to find a God that is there, though he was never mentioned in hiding, and he's, he argues in this book that where God was is he was, uh, he would give hints that he was there. Like, go two steps past the Jordan and then look up there and you're going to see a hint that there's another person of God. Little hints. And I said, see, I have serious problems with this business of 
going back into the Bible and now through hints as though, oh, oh, now we have a hint that there really was more than one. Let me tell you something. If God says there's one, there's just one. I don't care what men say. Now, folks, listen to me. The devil would love to diminish who that baby was, but that baby was not another. That baby was God himself. So I told him, I said, uh, well, let me ask you something. If, uh, If you were hiding one of these gods you're talking about, which we all know is impossible. We know that's impossible, right? No, it's not impossible, he said. I said, well, then, how do you hide a God? I mean, you could have a God and you could hide it. How, how do you do that? You hide a God. So one person speaks for God all those years, and then suddenly here comes Christmas, and you're, you're saying, now there's another one. He said, well, uh... We haven't figured that out. We don't know how you hide. We don't know how God did it, but he was able to keep it so that it wasn't revealed until the certain time. I said, see, there, there's your problem. What was revealed when Jesus came was not that there was another person of God, but that the mighty God that is invisible had found a way to come into our world And be there with us. Are you thankful today that God found a way to come down into our world? Could we just love him just a little bit here? He came down into our world. The very God of heaven. He came down into our world. And he he brought us hope. Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we're going to be joined here in just a second. I'm having to watch. In fact, uh, Brother Finch, help me watch for the promotion. We're going to bring some children in just a second here. Uh, but let's, let's look at one more verse of Scripture. and su- Let's read it together right here. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Let's, let's all stand together, shall we? I'm just thankful that Jesus came into my world and that he made it. He didn't just come into this world, but he came into my world and he has made a difference. Let's just lift our hands together before we change the service here. Father, I praise you for the wonders of heaven. Thank you for every every person, every voice that's lifted, Lord, to praise you and ask God that your will would be done. And Lord, we thank you for what you have done in our lives and give you all praise. Amen, amen, amen.